0: Somebody say, he is worthy. Man, it is always an honor to come here and share a word. I mean, the anointing here is like crazy. I was out in the parking lot and was just crying because I can't believe that God is using my life in the way that he's using it. And the capacity that he's using it, it blows my mind. Because just four years ago, I had a needle in my arm and I couldn't stop. And I just knew I was going to die dope for I just knew I was not going to get my family back. I just knew it. I knew my life was over. I had completely lost hope. I was hopeless. But one day, one day, one day I stepped into the victory home. And they told me that Jesus Christ, he was the way, he was the truth, and he is the life. And that he is the way to the source. He is the way to the Father. And I fell head over heels in love with Jesus Christ. And he radically changed my life from the inside out. let's go to Romans chapter 8 verse 29 man I have been being so set free by the Word of God I'm serious Jesus said it like this if you stay in my word if you stay in my word you will be set free because the truth it will set you free Romans 8 verse 29 And the word Lord reads For those whom he foreknew He also predestined To become conformed To the image of his son Jesus Christ So that he would be the firstborn Among many brethren And these whom he predestined He also called And these whom he called He also justified And these whom he justified He also glorified and I'm gonna go to John chapter 15, verse 16. In the world, Lord reads, "You did not choose me. This is Jesus speaking. This is red letters. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit, and that your fruit would remain, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, He may give it to you. This I command you, that you love one another. Father, in the name of Jesus." You are so worthy to be praised, Lord God. We need you in this place, Lord God. We need you to change us from the inside out, Lord God. Reveal to us the purpose that you have for us, Father, so that you can be glorified in this earth, my King. Place a special anointing on me tonight, Father, to share your word, Lord God, to just love on your children. Breathe on them in this place, Holy Spirit, fall fresh on us. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Man, it's time to mature. It's time to mature. That's the word that God gave me for 2019. It is time to mature. And it took me a little bit to understand what he was saying when he was telling me that it is time to mature. (laughs) Some of the guys that was with me know what I'm talking about. And I began to ask the Lord in prayer, Lord, what do you mean that it's time to mature? What do you mean it's time for the church, it's time for the ministry to mature? See, God is trying to do something. He's trying to do something. He's trying to do something corporately. But before he can do something corporately, guess what? Something has to be done individually. See, this is a time where we should be developing fruit. What kind of fruit? I'm talking about the fruit of the Spirit. I'm talking about the characteristics of Jesus Christ. Do you know in the beginning when he said, let's make man in our image, do you know that he wasn't just talking about children? He was talking about producing children in his image. See, the earth was supposed to be filled with his glory, with his image. But then there was the fall of man. But then Jesus Christ came to restore that which was lost. And that was the authority. That was the glory. I need y'all to catch this. See, see, as Christians, what we have a tendency to do, instead of looking at Christ, we look at Christians. So, so what you have is you have a lot of people uh, looking to man, asking man, especially the ones that refuse to deny themselves, pick up their cross, and follow him, Who is him? Jesus. So we have a tendency to look at the ones that ain't even following Christ. We have a tendency to want to follow them. But but Jesus said it like this, to go make disciples. Disciples of who? Disciples of his. Disciples of Jesus. Learners, followers of Jesus. Not followers of Ken. Not of Zachariah. Not of Elliot. No, of Jesus. Let me tell you something. We don't need another Ken walking this earth. I promise you. I promise you. We need more of Jesus. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. We need more of Jesus walking this earth. The only Jesus that a lot of people are going to see is you. So here we have it. We have these so-called carnal Christians following other so-called carnal Christians. And then you know you have a church full of carnal Christians. Christians. Carnal Christians. And instead of ambassadors of Christ... Not people that worship with their lips, but their hearts are far from God, but men and women after God's own hearts who worship Him in spirit and in truth, presenting their bodies as holy and living sacrifices unto God. These are the ones that we should be following. Paul said, Follow me as I follow Christ. What he was saying is, If you follow me, they won't see me, they're going to see Christ. He said, Because I've been crucified. I've been crucified, and it ain't me that's living. It's Christ that's living in me. And this is how we should be living this Christian life. But instead, you got a lot of people following a lot of people, following a lot of people, and they never read their word. All they do is they follow people. And Paul says it like this right here. Some of y'all talking about y'all follow Apollo. Some of y'all talking about y'all following me. All I do is I, all I do is I plant the seed. Apollo's he waters, but it's God to bring the increase. So all I do is a lot of the guys to tell you, I push you to Jesus. Amen. I push you to Jesus. My job is to get you to Jesus. My job is to get you to follow Jesus. Yes, I am to make disciples. I am to make followers, but not of kin of Christ. We're going to go to John chapter 15. I'm so ready to love on y'all right now. I really am. I'm so ready to love on y'all right now. (laughs) Get this, John chapter 15. Because I don't want y'all to think I'm trying to beat anybody up right here. I just want God to be glorified. I just want each and every one of, us, one of us to be pleasing to God. That's it. I want him to get the glory, and I want y'all to want that for him too, for him to get the glory. Amen. John chapter 15, starting at verse 1, the word Lord reads. Amen. It says, I am the true vine. Who's the true vine? Jesus. It's Jesus. And he says, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it says every branch that is in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Now this is what I'm, this is what I need you to get. I need you to understand this. This I'm gonna love on you right here. It says those that are in me, they don't bear fruit, I take away. But I don't want you to get this wrong. I've heard a lot of preachers preach this wrong. See that takeaway right there? In the Hebrew, in the Greek, it means to lift up. It means to lift up. How are you going to be in Christ and you're not producing any fruit and he's going to do away with you? Do you honestly think this is the kind of God that we have? I mean, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us has. Some of us are struggling right now. Some of us are stuck in sin right now. and That takeaway means he comes and he lifts you up out of the mud, out of the Myrick Clay. He lifts you up out of your sin. He lifts you up out of your depression. Some of y'all are abandoning fruit because you're depressed. Some of y'all are bearing any fruit because you don't have your kids. Some of you are not bearing any fruit. Some of you are not bearing fruit because you're sick. It doesn't mean that God is going to do away with you. It means he's going to lift you up. And he's going to pull you up out of that mess. And he's going to clean you up. And he's going to love on you. And he's going to place you back up. He's going to tie you back up to the trellis or tie you up on a stick, tie you up to somebody that will decipher you, that will lead you in the right manner. He will tie you up so that you can begin to bear fruit. Amen. And I can prove this. Go to Luke chapter 13. Because some people may think I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm, I know it's Bible. I can't make this stuff up. Let me tell you, I am not that smart. <laughs> Go to Luke chapter 13. Verse 6 in the Word Lord reads. Amen. Now I'm going to show you, I've heard man preach this, and man got it wrong. They kept saying that he will throw you away. That's what they kept saying. And I'm like, but wait a minute. The Bible says that, that those are in Christ, and they don't bear fruit. Now on, later on, we're going to look at it later on, but go to Luke chapter 13. And I'm going to prove it to y'all that God is not going to do away with you if you ain't bearing fruit right now. As a matter of fact, do you know how long it takes for, for a vine to really bear fruit after you plant it? It takes about three years. It takes about three years before it really starts bearing any fruit. So don't give up on God, man, because God ain't gave up on you. I promise you. He is for you, and if he is for you, then who in the world could be against you? And the Word Lord reads, it says, he began telling this parable. This is Jesus. It says, a man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard. Notice I said a man had a fig tree, right? And he came looking for fruit on it and did not find any. And he said to the vineyard keeper, God, behold, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree without finding in it. Cut it down. That's what he said right here. And he says, why does it even use up the ground? My God. And he answered and said to him, let it alone. Yeah, no. yep. Man, that's, this, he said, let it alone. Yeah, no. For this year too, let it alone for this year too. Until I dig around it and put fertilizer on it. And if it bears fruit, if it doesn't bear any fruit next year, fine. Cut it down. God says this right here. Don't do away with it. Let me love on him a little bit. Let me disciple him. Let me dig around him some. Let me show him how much I love him. Let me give him a revelation of who he is and my son, Jesus Christ. Let me do this for him before you throw him away. Man, I always want to throw something away, but God don't give up on you. He's a God of many, 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 many chances. You better ask some of the leaders up in here. Look at your own life. Do you honestly think that God would just throw you away because you're not bearing any fruit? Because maybe because you're a new believer? Or maybe you've been bound by legal legalism, oh. bound by religion, and you can't live in freedom and you've been bound to it? Oh. Do you honestly think he's just gonna throw you away because you're not bearing any fruit? Come on. Somebody say God is, good. God is good. Man, he is too good. Man, I am blessed beyond anything that I deserve. In every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. See, there's some stuff. There's some people that's bearing fruit, right? But they still have some stuff going on in their lives that is hindering them for, by, from producing more fruit. It could be Facebook, it could be Netflix, Hulu, Voodoo. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a TV deal, Voodoo. It's, a, it's, a, it's just like Hulu and Netflix, you know what I'm saying? For some, it may be a family member, a friend, somebody that they're unequally yoked with, somebody they need to get out of their lives so that they can produce more fruit. So God begins to prune it. And sometimes it hurts when something is being pruned, something getting cut off. It hurts. But I loved her. But she's no good for you. (laughs) But it's all right. Because I see more fruit now that that person's out of your life. Thank you, Jesus. So don't don't get mad. They weren't meant to be there anyways. Where God is taking you, they're not meant to go there with you. All they're going to do is hold you down. And you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear on itself, bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. First, I need you to understand what it means to abide in Christ. First, I'm going to tell you what it is to be in Christ. Because when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you believe in what Jesus Christ did on the cross, without any help of you, without anything that you've done, God put you in Christ. Boom! You were crucified with Christ, you were buried with Christ, and you rose with Christ, and He seated you in the heavenlies with Christ. So if you understand where you are seated already, it ain't so hard to keep your mind on heavenly things. I can do that because I'm already in heaven. You see what I'm saying? That's why I can keep my mind on heavenly things because I'm already there. See, I'm with Christ. And if you want to find me, go look for Christ because that's where I'm at. So, so get this. In Christ Jesus, because I know these people be wondering, how in the world do I abide in Christ? See, I'm confused. How in the world do I abide in Christ? Because I want to bring God glory. And if it says that me bearing much fruit brings him glory, then I want to bring him glory. But how do I abide in Christ? So first, I've already told you how you get in Christ, right? You understand that? Okay, so I'm going to tell you the benefits of being in Christ. So number one. In Jesus Christ, you were given grace before the world was created. Isn't that amazing? And you receive gr- grace through faith and that not of yourself. Faith in what? Faith in what Jesus Christ did on the cross, the finished work of the cross. That's where you receive it at. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, He gave us grace in Christ. Somebody say in Christ Jesus. Amen before the ages began so that means before the foundations of the earth before the world was ever created he already chose you to be to be made right in Jesus Christ and to be given this amazing grace oh how sweet it sounds to save a rich like me number two in Christ Jesus you were chosen by God before creation so you were chosen before the creation to be made right in Christ and to bear much fruit See, we get so caught up in full-time ministry. Let me tell you something. If you're bearing fruit, oh. if you're bearing the characteristics of Christ, have you ever read the Bible? Have you read the New Testament? Have you read about Jesus' life? It was ministry. ministry. So, if you crucified to, if, so if you are crucified with Christ and it is Christ that's living in you, guess what you're doing? Ministry! ministry. <laughs> All of y'all are called to do full-time ministry. Every single one of y'all. It's just some of us are called to get behind this pulpit. But I'm gonna tell you like this. If I never get to preach a sermon ever again, I'm okay with it. My identity is not up here. I love ministering away from the pulpit. I love it. I love being at the home. I love loving on you. That's what I love doing. Why? Because it is I, because it's Christ that's living in me. I'm crucified. I'm crucified. Number three, in Christ Jesus, you are loved by God with inseparable love. Isn't that amazing? Yes, with an inseparable love. In Romans 8, 38, 39, the world Lord reads, it says, I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will ever be able to separate us Hallelujah. from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus. That is in Christ Jesus. Number four. In Christ Jesus, you are justified before God and the righteousness of God in Christ is imputed to you. 2 Corinthians 5.21, where the Lord reads, For our sake God made Christ to be sin who knew no sin so that we may become the righteousness of God. Y'all don't know where to get excited at. What What I'm trying to say is, I didn't do nothing to deserve it. I didn't do nothing to earn it. Isn't it amazing to just get up in the morning and know that I don't have to try to live righteous? I'm already there. Do you know how much freedom and liberty that that is right there alone? That I don't have to try to earn his love? I already have it. I don't have to try to earn acceptance? I already have it. I don't have to try to earn righteousness? I already got it. It was a free gift. Let's go and look at what abide means because we're abiding in Christ, okay? Abide means to remain, to stay true, to persevere, right? So, what abiding in Christ looks like is Christ's likeness, work of eternal value, faithfulness to the truth, close connection to the Spirit, godly lifestyle, refraining from evil love of God in action, living in intimate, obedient relationship with God, how in the world do you abide? How about when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord? As a matter of fact, I'm going to take you to the scripture so you won't think I'm lying. Go to First John. Because I can't make this stuff up, man. I, I refuse to do that. Like I said, I'm, I'm really not that smart to be making anything up. I'm not. So if we were to go to First John chapter 4, Verse 15, and the Word of the Lord reads, it says, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Guess what? I don't even have to get up in the morning and try to abide in him. That's a free gift also. And as soon as I get up and I, try to, and I try to abide in Christ, you know what I've just done? I've just separated myself from the grace of God. Now it's about works. Now it's me trying to do something that I can't do in the first place. You know, it is it's really sad when we when we're trying our hardest to get approval and when we're trying to abide and we're trying to bear fruit and we're trying to do these things. And it's like, I just can't do it. And you're trying to do it in your own strength and in your own ability, and when you fall short just a little bit, condemnation creeps in, and it's like, oh my goodness! And now you're separated from God. Now you're miserable, and you're really is not even it's not you're just you're not separated from God. It's just the way you feel is you're separated from God. And there's a spirit of condemnation. That is the, that is the spirit of the devil. I am serious. All this is free. But faith without works is also dead. And I'll show you my faith by my works. I'll show you how much I love him and I'll show you that I am in him by the way that I love my brothers and the way that I carry myself. You'll see it in my fruit because you'll know them by their fruit. Now, I'm going to tell you something about fruit. I'm going to tell you a little something about some fruit. Man, I've seen some fruit that look real good, man. Ooh, it look good. And then as soon as you take a bite out of the fruit, it's rotten. I don't have any good looking rotten fruit up in here, do I? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we go back to John. (laughs) So he says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. Let me tell you something. You were put in Christ, right? Do you know that you have the same access to God that Jesus has? The Bible says that Jesus is in the Father and the Father is in Jesus. You are in Jesus and Jesus is in you. So the same access, the same relationship that God, that Jesus has with the Father. Guess what? You got it. You got it. Verse 5, I am the vine and you are the branches. And he who abides in me and I am him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Hey, right, go to John chapter chapter 12. I'm gonna show y'all something. I'm gonna show y'all something. How many I y'all want to bear much fruit? Okay, at least all the men do. I'm gonna tell you how you can bear much fruit. By number one, by abiding in Christ, right? But when you abide in Christ and this fellowship with Christ, we're just going to go to go to the word right here. John, chapter, because I love the word of God. I can't it, I, I can't I can't make this stuff up, man. It's, it's in the Bible. This this is, this is Bible right here. All you have to do is study to show thyself approved unto God and he will begin to pour it out on you. I'm serious, the revelations I get from God just by spending time with him. I'm talking about I, I shut myself off. I light me a candle. I get all romantic and stuff, you know, because that's my hubby. Because <laughs> that's my hubby, you know what I'm saying? For real. You know what I'm saying? I love him. <laughs> and see, and see, and, and see, when I when I get away with it by myself and I light that candle, guess what he does? He begins to tell me these, these intimate secrets. You see what I'm saying? The the mysteries and the secrets of the kingdom. You see what I'm saying? He begins to, he begins to tell me these things. Right get this verse 24 in the world Lord reads. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, somebody say dies. dies. Some of y'all don't want to die. But anyway, we'll go there. It remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it. Get get this. If you want to bear much fruit, fruit that remains the fruit that remains it it is it is actually produced and grown out of the cross y'all didn't y'all didn't catch that one did you the cross death it is you dying to self that's where the fruit that remains come from it comes from dying dying to self and we don't want to die we don't want to lose our life that is the problem nowadays so you got people following people that don't want to lose their life. So you got this man following this man. He don't want to lose his life. The one following don't want to lose his life. And this one is following him don't want to lose his life. So you got a bunch of Christians that are blessed. That are having breakthroughs. But guess what? They ain't bearing no fruit. There's no transformation. If you want God to get the glory, don't talk about a blessing. Talk about transformation. If you want God to get the glory, don't talk about a breakthrough. Talk about some transformation. You will know them by their fruit. Good. Good. That's how you Amen. know them, By their fruit. And that's what you've been called to do. You have been called literally chosen before the foundations of the earth to be the glory of God, to bear much fruit. Right. And he who loves his life loses it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it to life eternal. For anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. And if anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. We gotta die, man. That's, that's the problem. God wants to pour the blessings out on us. He wants to pour the breakthroughs out. On, he wants to increase it. He wants to blow this thing wide open. But these people don't want to die. You must die to self, you must love one another. Let me tell you something. The other day, I dealt with a situation. One of this guy comes up to me and he's like, man, this guy over here, he's 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 messing with me, man. He's talking crazy to me. And I go, OK, because I'm only going to listen for a little bit about somebody talking about somebody else and then blaming them for the reason why they're acting the way they're acting. And I'm like, OK, if you're blaming this guy for the way you're acting, you just made this guy your Lord. And now, is this guy your Lord? Did he go to the cross? Did he die for you? Well, then why are you letting this guy dictate the way you act? What if Jesus allowed the way people treated him to dictate him going to the cross? I mean, think about it. The the people that he was healing crucified him. The people that he was bringing sight to crucified him. The people that he loved on crucified him. The people that he fed from five loaves and two five fish and two loaves. These are the people that crucified him and guess what Why he was doing this he already knew these were going to be the people that crucified him and guess what what if jesus said i'm not going let me tell you something he was already crucified in the garden of gethsemane <laughs> huh. yeah so it wasn't nothing for him to go to the cross yeah You ain't read it? He sweat blood. begged three times, Lord, please take this cup away from me. But not my will, but thy will be done. He didn't want to go. And it wasn't so much as the cross that 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 he was scared of. It was the cup of wrath that he didn't want to do. He said, take this cup away from me. So he had to be crucified right there in the garden. So that when he went to the cross, the, the it wasn't nothing for him? Yes. And what if Jesus said, you know what? <laughs> I did this for you. I healed you. I fed you. I loved on you. But I'm not going to the cross. You know what it is to live a crucified life? No matter how anybody treats you, you love them. If you were crucified to the cross now, that's how you would live. It is not you that is living, it is Christ that's living in you. And even when he was hanging on the cross, you know what the last thing he said? And one of the last things he said, not the last thing. Please what? Please what? Please forgive them to the point of death He was telling God, please forgive them, for they know not what they do. And you know what God is saying? That's how you're supposed to act. That's how you're supposed to be. God is wanting to do something. He is, but I'm going to tell you something. God ain't waiting on y'all. I'm serious. God is on the move right now. And guess what? We're not waiting on the move of God. God wants us to be the move of God. And so you need to grow up. It is time to mature. It is time to quit running around the mountain uh, acting like you have a. Get this. Get this. I was bought with a price, paid for by the blood of Jesus. My life is not my own anymore. So the decisions that I think I got, guess what? I ain't got them no more. Yes, I do have freedom of choice, but I choose to be crucified in Christ. That's what I choose. And I've lost my life. And because of it, look at the life that I've gained. I gained Christ. For me to live is Christ, and for me to die, it is gain. But like Paul said, it's better for y'all that I stick around. (laughs) Because I'm going to keep throwing this truth down your throat. This thing is about Jesus thing has always been about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus. I'm going to preach Jesus to the day that I die. I don't know nothing else but Jesus. I know Jesus died and crucified and he rose again. That's what I know and I will continue to preach it. I'm so intrigued by the cross about me being in Christ and you should always be growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ and not being separated from that grace with some that works. And with all these works you're trying to do, and I'm not saying works is bad because you'll know them by their fruit. You'll know them by their works on the cool. You see what I'm saying? Because of the inner fruit I have, you're going to see the outer fruit manifest, which is the works. But I'm not doing no works to gain no approval. No, I already got that. So the works come easy. You see what I'm saying? it is not about what you do. Okay. I'm gonna tell you that right now. It's about what Jesus has already done. Don't get away from what he's already done. Right? He died on the cross. You are in him now, live in him, abide in him. Remain in him and quit trying to do this thing in your own strength, and your own ability. It is time to bear fruit. How do you bear fruit? You abide in him. It is not like Raymond said. I almost got mad. I was like, man, you trying to preach my sermon up there. You know what I'm saying? I'm proud of that dude, man. I, I'm beginning to see some fruit. I'm literally beginning to see some fruit. I was back there looking at him and I'm literally back there back crying because I'm looking at him. I'm like, man. This, it's blowing my mind, and then I'm looking over there at Faith and Zach, and she's pregnant now. And I remember when she first came into the home. I remember her when she first came to the home. I remember Zach when she first came into the home. It was crazy, but I see the I see this fruit. I see this fruit. You see what I'm saying? I see the fruit, <laughs> and it's a, and it's amazing, and it's amazing. Get this: a a tree, a tree, a tree that stays planted. A tree that stays planted, guess what happens? That's the tree that's going to bear fruit. You see what I'm saying? See, you think you brought you here, but you're not the one that brought you here. God is the one that brought you here. It was the unction of the Holy Spirit. See what I'm saying? I'm about to set somebody free right now with this, with this statement right here. You didn't bring you here, and guess what? You can't keep you here. You and your best thinking wouldn't get you here. And you and your best thinking definitely ain't going to bring you back here. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is what it is. It is what it is. Worship team, y'all gonna ahead and head up here. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm on the, I'm on the stretch. I'm on the stretch. I told my wife I wasn't going to preach no long sermon tonight. I really hardly ever do. And you know what, man? We went to this marriage conference and it blew my mind how these guys could get up there and preach an 18-minute sermon and it blew, it will blow your mind. It was a marriage conference. It was off the chain. It was amazing. A XO conference. Come on, somebody. I fell deeper in love with my wife. I fall deeper in love with my wife every day. I am crazy about my wife. I really am, man. She is. She held in there with me. She told me the other day. She said, Ken, I see fruit in your life. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is literally be manifesting in your life. I'm serious. Marriage to do that to you. Y'all women, me. Y'all something else. <laughs> get this. Verse 6. He says, If anyone does not abide in me, that does not abide in me, that fall away from the faith, or they never get in the faith, this is what he says. He says, He is thrown away as their branch and dries up, and they gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. <laughs> He says, but if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. All of y'all want something. But he says, seek the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto thee. He says, if you abide in me and I abide in you and you begin to bear much fruit, you can ask me for whatever you want when I give it to you. I don't mind pouring the blessings out upon you. I just want you to do a little something. And that's bear much fruit. But more than he wants for you to bear bear, bear much fruit, he wants you to abide in him. He wants this amazing, beautiful relationship with you. Get this. It says, if you obey his commandments, then you love him. And him and his father make them abode will manifest their self to you at first I was reading it wrong I was saying to myself I was like wait a minute so now it's, it's about words It says if I obey his commandments then he will do this no that's not what he was saying he said if you really truly love me if you confess that I am your Lord if you call me free you will do what I tell you to do if you really truly love me you'll do what I tell you to do you know that I have your best interest at heart and these commandments are not meant to keep you bound these commandments are freedom and freedom they are freedom and he said if you obey these we'll make it our home and we'll manifest ourselves to you about bearing fruit. If you abide in him, guess what? You don't have to try to bear any fruit. The fruit will just manifest itself because you are so in Christ. You are so lost in Christ. And he is so sick and tired of you trying to do this on your own. There's no way you can live the Christian life without Christ. There's no way that you can live the life of Christ without Christ. And some of you are weary, tired from trying to do this on your own and he's saying to cast your cares on me to take on my yoke for my yoke is easy and my burden is light and he says abide in me stay with me and I will teach you I don't want to withhold anything from you this is what he desires now I know there's some people in here struggling some of y'all are barely even believers up in here some of you may believe in God kind of but you don't really trust him So when you follow, you really don't trust when he says that a righteous man may fall. Not a sinner. A righteous man falls seven times. But he gets back up. That there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ that are walking according to the Spirit. This is what the Bible says. I can't make this up. I promise you, man, I am not that smart. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. And some of y'all may be in love with this ideal of God. Some of you are wondering, how in the world do I love God? I don't even know how to, how in the world do I have a relationship with God? I find myself in prayer all the time, praying these old religious prayers. It's like I can't even get real with Him. I know there's somebody in here that's like that. I was like that. For a long time, you know what I did? I asked God, I said, God. I don't even know what a real relationship looked like. My mom has been married three times. I don't know what love looked like. I don't know what a relationship looked like. I don't. All I know is I got what I wanted from a woman. She got what she wanted from me. I, I don't know what a relationship looked like, God, and I need you to show me. Because I don't want to live any longer on this earth without experiencing a relationship with you the way that you want this relationship. And I know there's somebody in this place Want God to reveal to them the relationship that He desires with you, not your idea of a relationship. Because truth be told, we've been in some busted-up relationships. So we come to God, and we don't even know what it looks like to be to abide in Him. We don't even know what it looks like. Come to the altar and let Him show. It is open.
1: mm Oh, <tries> my we